If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Today's guest is Robin Alday. Robin's another coach and everyone's got a bit of a different story. Robin's story is that she was a late starter to riding. She ended up doing eventing for about 20 years and rode through to advance. She's been coaching. She's a full-time coach now. She's been coaching probably about 30 years, so plenty of experience there. And she really likes the focus on fun while her students are learning. How are you, Robin? Good. Good. Robin, we generally start off with a favourite quote. What have you got for us? Um, my favourite quote, quote is, don't follow your dreams, chase them. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, tell me about that quote. When did you hear it? How has it influenced you? I have no idea where I heard it. It's just something that's stuck in my memory for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've always been of the opinion that if you have a dream, nobody's going to give that dream to you. You have to go and get it. Yep. Yep. So don't just follow that dream because you're never going to get it by following it. You have to go out there and chase it and get it. Yep. And is there anything in particular that you've got in mind that you have chased and achieved? Just grab something that's come to mind. Um, just going back earlier on into my eventing career, I got a off-the-track thoroughbred who yes. for, couldn't run for love nor money on the track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he took me from ground poles through to advanced eventing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I had that dream that that's where I wanted to go, and he helped me get through there with a, to there with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears along the way. Yep, yep. Now, who helped you along the way? Who was coaching you then? Um, back when I was having my flat lessons, my dressage lessons with Carolyn Colby. Yes. And I was having my jumping lessons with um, Robin Brown, in, both of them in Victoria. Mm -hmm. I think both of them, you know, it's a credit to a coach if they can bring you through from poles through to advanced eventing. Yeah, yeah. Robin, I know you started with horses when you were in your early 20s, but did you have any memories before that of, you know, something to do with horses? What was your first memory? Not really. Um, I had always wanted horses right from as long as I could ever remember that my parents were never in a position to do so. Yep. Um, so I was never able to, to do it until I was off and working and able to do it for myself. Okay, okay. Have you got an early memory then, something that sticks out as an early memory with horses? With horses? Mm. I learned early on in my eventing career not to become complacent. <laughs> I remember going into the cross-country phase leading, all I had to do was get around. Mm. And coming into the easiest of easiest jumps on the course, I went, oh, my horse will jump this coming in. Yeah. And he actually ran out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from first to about 21st oh, in one no. jump. Oh, no. <laughs> so I learned to Yes, yes. Well, let's hope that some of our listeners will think about that and have a good lesson from that as well. Instead of having to learn from yes. their own mistakes, yes. they can learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> All 
All right. Now, you're a full-time coach now. Tell me what made you become a full-time coach. Was that something that you'd always inspired to or something that you thought about later on? What was the idea behind that? I never really aspired to be a coach to start with, but I guess um, the more I got into the sport, the more I grew to love the sport um, in all the disciplines, show jumping, dressage, cross country, mm-hmm. um, the more I wanted to help people have the same feeling that I do of achieving something at the end of the day and just having that that time with the horse and being able to do it in a safe manner. Yeah, good. And that's what really made me want to teach people to be able to do that. Yeah, and you really focus on your fun now. You know, when you started off with a coach, was your focus always on fun or has that sort of been something that's evolved more recently? No, I, I guess um, my coaching style sort of goes along with the sort of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you can learn a lot more in a more relaxed situation. We place too much emphasis on getting it right and getting it right right there and then. Mm. Where if people are relaxed a lot more and the, atmosphere, the whole atmosphere is relaxed, the message gets home a lot quicker and a lot clearer. And if you can't laugh and giggle at the mistakes that you do during the lesson, I just think it makes it harder to achieve. Yep, yep. If you can have a good laugh because, you know, your coach asks you to turn right and you turn left. (laughs) Yes. It just just makes it a whole lot more fun. Sure, sure. If someone's going to work in the horse industry, is that one of the core skills that they need is to know how to have fun within their job, within their career? Um, I think it's just something, I just believe that you, you have to be able to, to have fun in life in general. Mm-hmm. There are too many horrible things in life, and if you can have fun and enjoy what you're doing, it just makes it that much better. Yeah. And I think coaches need to be able to have fun when they're teaching. Yes. Okay. What do you think is the best thing about working in the horse industry? I think just being able to watch other people learn and progress and go on to do bigger and better things. And ultimately, I think the more that some people progress in the the sport, the um, better they feel about themselves as well. Okay. Because they're achieving something. Yes. Okay. Who's someone that you think's influenced you, helped you? You've talked about Carolyn and Robin earlier with that, but, you know, having or even someone who's inspired you, that by watching them, you've been able to go on and achieve. I actually don't have anybody in particular. What I get inspiration from is watching the people who struggle to get things right, struggle to, to do things correctly, but they still go out and compete and enjoy their sport and enjoy their, their their horse, they don't go home with a ribbon, but they front up again every single time. And that inspires me. So when I think it's too cold, I go, no, that person who didn't get a ribbon last week, they, they're out there riding. Yes. And that's what inspires me is the people that go every week and struggle every week but don't necessarily win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about your own students. Do you have students that you teach who struggle and that you admire them for what they put in, the work they do? I do. Mm. I do. I have a couple of students who struggle very much with anxiety. Okay. They get extremely anxious if the horse doesn't 
do everything exactly how it's supposed to do. Like if he suddenly stops dead instead of going forward, mm. they get very anxious because they nearly came off. Mm-hmm. And to go and do a dressage test is one of the most anxious moments in their entire life. Yep. And to see them actually go out there and do it. Yes. And yes. achieve it and achieve that show jumping round without forgetting where they're going. Mm. Mm. And to get round a cross country course the first time, even though they were hyperventilating before they went into the start course. <laughs> Do you think that they are attracted to you because of your background in coaching where you want to focus on having fun while they learn? Do you think that's attracted them to you instead of a, a coach who wants everything perfect the first time? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that I instill confidence in them mm-hmm. by believe by me personally believing that they can do what it is that they, they're setting out to do. And by telling them, you can do this, believe in yourself, you know how to do it, go do it. Okay. And I'd like to believe that that's why they continue to, to ride with me. Yeah. It's because I can inspire them and can give them that confidence that they need. Good. Do you go to competitions? Do you give them that confidence within their lessons or do you go to competitions to inspire them and to coach them? Both. Okay. And do you think then that you going to I'm just sort of putting it out there so that other coaches who are looking to attract and maybe not necessarily students with anxiety, but to attract students. Do you think the fact that you go to competitions to help your students helps you attract other students? Um I don't I don't know. I don't think the fact that I actually go to the comps helps attract. I think mm-hmm. it just comes down to the fact that I believe that I'm a good coach. Yep. And I think word of mouth is very, very good in our industry. Uh-huh. And the fact that I have regular clients that I've coached for quite some time, I think is the best kind of advertisement that you can get. All right, good. What about the horse that you took from Trot Poles through to Advanced? Is he the horse who's influenced you the most, helped you in your career the most? For sure, for sure. Okay. Um, he... He knew nothing except how to run in a straight line, basically. <laughs> um, but he he just had that calmness and serenity about him and the, the willingness to do anything that I asked him. Mm-hmm. But he was also a very forgiving horse. And he gave me the confidence that I needed mm-hmm. to go out and do what I wanted to do. How did you find him? Were you looking for a horse then? I went to a clinic in Clyde in Victoria. Yes. And he happened to pop his head over the stable door. And when I went in to watch the class before mine, I asked if he was who he was. And the lady that I spoke to happened to own him and said that he was for sale. And I pretty much bought him on the spot. I didn't even ride him. Okay. <laughs> I just bought him on the spot because I just absolutely fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think your proudest moment was with him? My proudest, I think the, the, my proudest moment was actually getting around my first of course without being lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think then for someone who does start late into riding, what do you think the biggest challenge for them is? I think the biggest challenge is um, overcoming the fear. A lot of adult riders are quite quite scared when they get on the horse because it's a completely different feeling. Kids are 10 foot tall and bulletproof and don't seem to worry about it. But as adults, we know that if we fall off, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Um, And I think overcoming that fear of the moving animal and having to control the animal a certain way, I think is um, the biggest fear as adults that, that people have. Okay. And because you came into riding as an adult, as an older rider, do you think that's helped you with your coaching? to understand that confidence? I think so, it does. Mm. Yes, I think so. I know the very first ride that I had as an adult, I was totally terrified yep. of this huge horse and what it was going to do and how it was going to feel if I hit the dirt. Uh-huh. So how did you overcome that? Just by listening to my coach and putting a little bit of faith in, in the horse, mm-hmm. knowing that, my coach wouldn't put me on the horse so that it was going to hurt me. Yes. And just having a little bit of trust in, in the coach at the time that they knew what they were doing and they would steer me in the right direction. Okay, okay. So if you were coaching someone or just giving them some advice and they say, look, I'm really worried, you know, it's not, it's a, everyone tells me the horse is quiet but I get scared because it's so big and I feel out of control and... What sort of exercises, what sort of things would you be telling them? Okay. Um, what I get them to do is just I keep the horse on the lunge line if the yes. person is totally terrified. Mm-hmm. I put the horse onto a lunge line and I actually walk beside the horse. Um, I just tell them things like, you know, just relax. And I know it's difficult to relax because you're totally scared up there. I know how it feels. I've been there myself. Just relax. Just let the horse take you for a walk. Don't try and do anything. Just sit there and just let the horse's body move you. Feel the horse underneath you and just, just go for a nice and just go for a nice walk around the arena and just, just let him take you for a ride. And gradually get them to do little bits and pieces as they're riding along while still hanging on to the horse so he can't go anywhere. I also let them know that I do have hold of the horse by the lunge rein. Mm-hmm. And then he can't go anywhere because I've still got hold of him. Okay. Okay. It just gives them that little bit of added security that the horse is not going to run away on them. Good. Good. All right. Once they've overcome that initial lack of confidence and they're quite happy walking along, how do you introduce them to trot? Um, I just, once again, put them back onto the lunge line again. Yes. And ask them to explain that I ask the horse to go forward to trot, but I also help the horse go forward just with the lunge whip and just get them to hold the front of the saddle for a couple of circles until they get used to the actual feel of standing up and sitting down. I just tell them, stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down mm-hmm. in time with the horse um, and gradually get them to feel when the horse asks them to rise and when the horse asks them to sit down. It's a feel of when to rise and when to sit down. I don't go into diagonals and all of that stuff to start with. Okay, just get and get it's that trot rhythm. It's just a feel of the horse's yep. body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Okay. Robin, what sort of book would you recommend or what's a book who's influenced you within your career? There are actually two books that I found very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is called Centred Riding by Sally Swift. Yes, I find that a very valuable textbook. And the other one is The Principles of Riding. It's a German-based book, and it's based on the German principles of teaching riding. Yep. Um, and that is the actual book that I do go to quite a lot for references if I want to look up something. Okay. I think both of those books are quite popular with horse people. They are, I think, yes. <laughs> Two of our most recommended books, I think, particularly The Principles of Riding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very good books. 
Yes. Yeah. Robin, what are you looking forward to now? You know, something in the next 12 months or five years, just something that you're looking forward to. I have just purchased an 18-hand thoroughbred Clydesdale paint horse. Yep. And he has the most sensational movement, and I'm hoping that he will take me now through to the higher grades of dressage. Oh, that's good, isn't it? What's his name? His name, his paddock name is Royce. Yep. And his competition name is Paint by Numbers. <laughs> that's a good name for a paint horse, Paint by Numbers. Yep. yep. <laughs> How long have you had him? Um, I've had him 18 months. Okay. Yeah. So he's had him with a few issues. Okay. Um, so he's been away to um, a trainer to have those issues sorted out. Mm-hmm. And then he um, he got sick. So he's recovered now and he's about to go back into training in the next couple of weeks. Good, good. All right. When you're uh, there and you're winning a Grand Prix, remember to um, – play this podcast back and say, right, well, I can remember when I first got in and, you know, he's just sort of went to a train, got a bit sick and ready to come back into work. So that'll be something for you to look back on. For, for, for sure, for sure. He's a lovely horse and I really hope that that's where he'll go. Good. Okay, now, Robin, how would you summarise your philosophy with horses? Just if I give you a little bit of time just for a couple of sentences about summarising your philosophy or even summarising your philosophy to do with teaching and riding. Um, I think the horse is the most divine creature who can be your best friend if you treat him correctly. Mm-hmm. And treat him with dignity and treat him how you would like to be treated. Okay. All right. And Robin, how can people contact you? Um, I am on the EA site mm-hmm. um, and I will very shortly have my own website oh, under good. the name of River Glen Park. Okay, yes. And people will be able to contact me via the website or by getting my phone number from Western Australia. Okay, and that's in the ACT, isn't it? Yes, it is. No worries. All right then, well, if anyone's in the ACT and they do suffer a bit from anxiety and they'd like to have a coach that's going to give them some confidence and, you know, attend competitions and do a few of the other things that we talked about and you want to give Robin a call, then that'd be great. Otherwise, if you miss those details, Go to horsechats.com slash Robin all day or just go to horsechats.com, search for Robin or search for all day and you'll find her. Okay, Robin, thanks for talking to us. Great to talk to you. Very interesting to just learn a, a different techniques about how to deal with the lack of confidence, the um, being worried about horses and also coaching about being worried and also remembering not to be complacent in cross-country. <laughs> Thank you so much for today. Okay. Thanks, Robin. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.